Yo, um, <clears throat> what up, what up, and what's good, yo? Um, welcome to, what would we call this? Excuse my ad-libs, uh, power recap? Yes, sir. All right. Um, welcome season four. So I, four seasons for us to actually do this. I, I got it, Rose. Insane. But, I mean, can you give me a chance here? Sure. Can I tell everybody what we're talking about? Go right ahead. All right, welcome to Excuse My Ad-Libs um, Power Recap Podcast. Uh, we will be covering in this episode, season four, episode one, titled When I Get Out. I am your host, or half of your host, Big Term. You know what I mean? What's good? What's going on, bro? No, 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 no. Just introduce yourself. It's me, Ghost. See, you know what I mean? I, I got I put in the bing and all that real quick, but you know what I'm saying? I'll be all right, all right. Okay, okay. Can you just, just do it, yo? Just, just for once, yo. Come on. You some type of dude. You think you a kingpin, but you're really a freaking flake. Why are you talking with a toothpick so in hand? Lobos. Why you got a toothpick in hand? Because I'm oozing with my cheese one. I am, I am Big Therm. That is Rose J. We are two thirds of the hosts from Excuse My Adler, but it's just us right here talking about power because we love the the TV show. I put Rose on to it a long time ago. <laughs> um, I don't know where he's been. Why it took him so long to come around. But he's here now. You know what I mean? Um, so you know Ro- that's lies. Go ahead. Now you're calling me a liar? You are a liar. Um, all right, some of that might not have been true, but whatever. So anyway, listen. So what we're going to do, right? When, we're going to suspect that you've already seen the episode. So that's number one. We're not going to do no episode recap. You know what I'm saying? You should only be listening to this if, number one, you're a fan of power, and number two, you've seen the episode, because that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, and what we're going to do is to give you the top ten questions that we had Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For After an episode. watching this uh, premiere of yeah. season four. And I think that you probably had the same questions. Um, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But fucking, you know, that's what we're doing here. Um, so, yeah, fucking let's jump right into it. So, number one, yo, Rose, let me ask you this. Could they have developed the Tariq and Keisha storylines more? What do you think about that? Meaning, like... You know that was two big things that was uh that happened at the end of the last season that left a big question mark, right? Right. Is that what you're asking, and then now it's like all of a sudden it's like they're just back on the show and it's, it, yeah. everything is fine and dandy. In other words, in the first episode back, obviously they've already tightened up those storylines. They've already you all right? Yeah. <laughs> they've already cleared up those storylines. Well, for one thing, with the Tariq situation, uh, I was kind of disappointed because I felt like. At the end of the last season, it was like, oh, shit, this nigga Kanan done motherfucking kidnapped Tariq, right. and now it's going to be a whole big ordeal because now it's going to be known that Kanan is back in the picture, and he want that bread, man. He want that feta, man. He want that feta? He want that number one spot. Um, <clears throat> that guap? Yeah. I think that they definitely could have ran with it a little bit longer. I think the the reasoning behind him being kidnapped and being just reappearing was just taken a little bit too easily. Like, it was like, okay, oh, yeah, your friends are playing around, and, and that's what happened, and that's why all of a sudden you're uh, back home the next day. And if that's one part. Right. And, like, the fact that there's a grown-ass man's arm over you, like, you just you don't question that when he just says, oh, that was my man's, that was my people's uncle. Like, what grown man is going to be a part of playing that type of trick on a 16, 17-year-old kid to send their mom 
a text message saying like, hey, he's kidnapped. Like, it just sounded mad stupid. Like, no parent is going to just fucking brush that under the fucking rug and say, okay, don't ever do it again. Will no parent brush that under the rug? Because I think that, I think they specifically made Tasha, quote, believe him, but made Tommy buck back. I think that was done on purpose. Like, as a mother well, just, just coming down from the anxiousness of like, Oh my God! I don't know what the fuck is about to go on, and she has all this other shit going on in her head that she doesn't think about this, the little details. She of the ain't situation. thinking about the details. It's she, the fact that he's home and right. so she's happy. Her, her son is home, and she he could have said some, some well, crazy bullshit. Well, then if you want to bring it back to Tommy, then the my other thing was why was he so easily accepting of the fact that this nigga was the one that was actually able to go get him? I don't know, and it, well, let's not say he was easily accepting. He wasn't easily accepting of it. He was questioning it. He just didn't press OD. Yeah, I feel like he should have pressed a little bit more. Like, no, nigga. Like, why the fuck? Like, there's no reason why the fuck you just know where this nigga's at. I completely agree. And then on top of that, having the information that he knows a Slim that he's also informed of. A guy named Slim. Right. A season one Tommy would not have let that go. Season one Tommy would have been like, are you all right over there? Perfectly fine, bro. I mean, you keep bumping into the mic. Pause. I don't know what you're doing over there, but can you relax? I'm good, bro. All right. So, season one, Tommy, hothead, loose temper, all other shit. I don't think he lets that go that easy. Is Tommy growing up? Does Tommy got bigger fish to fry right now? Or is he... I don't see Tommy thinking through that, yo, I'm going to let him play himself, or I'm going to let him... What's that saying? Where they say you give yourself the rope and hang yeah, yourself, you hang whatever? Yeah, you right. Um... Maybe. I don't know. But I, I, I feel you. But I just don't think it's that easy. I don't think Tommy is just accepting of it. He still suspects some shit. He just ain't doing nothing about it right now. Well, as you said earlier, Tommy would have been like, nah, nigga, you going to fucking tell me what the fuck you, you know what I'm saying? You know how you knew the information of where to go get him. Because there's no way you let, because Tommy already is like, yo, I don't like this new nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So he's not accepting of it. I think he's just like, yo, all right, that's fine. And for then now. speaking of things changing, like as far as Tommy, like, does it seem like him and Shodi's having like some type of like relationship budding or something like that? Who you talking about? Uh, Keisha. Okay, so moving on to our next question. Yeah. It was the same question. It was just the second part of the question. Uh, yes. Is there a budding love interest between uh, Keisha and Tommy? Now, I'm assuming the only reason you should even think this is because of the scene where he goes to pick her up. Yeah, but hold on. Before we even get to that, because. Because the first part of the first question, I was kind of referring to the part, second part of the first question when we were saying how the Keisha story was just... Also wrapped up quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Like, you know, I thought Keisha was dead. So all of a sudden, now Keisha just reappears. And I was saying earlier to you that it's like, that's how you know it's a really good show. Because at that point, like, when, when you see that actually happen, that's actually what happened, you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Tommy would have never killed Keisha. You know what I'm saying? They all come from the same neighborhood. They all came up together. You know what I mean? Like, why was that even a thought that we thought he actually was going to kill her? Right. But at the point in time where it was going down, you know, you kind of actually thought he probably had the capability of actually doing that. Right. So that's how you know the show is really, really good. Yo, I'm the type of guy, yo, when I'm watching a TV show, movie, whatever, unless I see a dead body, unless I see, like, Detective Greg or Detective Knox, when I see a dead body, that's when I'm like, all right, I know that person is dead. You know what I'm saying? I never believe it unless I see it on screen. So the fact that I didn't even question whether or not Lala, uh, Lala the Keisha, uh, played by Lala, you know what I'm saying, was even alive, that must have been a good-ass episode. Right. And the whole, the whole everything Tommy was going through was believable. But, I mean, he did kill his girl, you know what I'm saying? So 
Anything is fucking possible. Right, exactly. So, I, I, yo, they did a good job there because I, I definitely did not think I was going to see Lala. And I was wondering why she was on the red carpet. I was wondering, like, why she was so involved with the new promo. Right. How did I not think that? It was so stupid, yo. Well, to go back to the second question that you had already asked, I think that, you know what I'm saying, they did like they had a little bit of googly eyes and all that shit for each other during that first uh When he came and scooped her. Yeah, like, he might have, you know what I'm saying, came through real quick on maybe off some Jameson or something. Off some Jameson? Yeah. And and what? And just, you know what I mean, showed him his Irish flag. Okay, what do you mean by that? I feel like you're using a metaphor. Nah, you know. You you think that Tommy came through off some Jameson and showed Keisha his Irish flag. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So fucking... She jumped around. Um. All right. Can you please stop with the... What do you call those? I don't even know what you call them. What do you call them? Innuendos? Probably innuendos. I don't fucking know. But listen, I think that where you're gathering that from, I don't think there's really anything there. There's no... I think it would be a good look for Tommy, though, personally. But in that mix, in that in that vibe, like in that, in that web of... You know what? I'm going to be wrong because then now that'll become too... Too too personal in between what Tommy already has going on and what Ghost has going. Like you know, what I mean, the fact that like that would make it that Ghost's wife and Tommy's girl's best friends, like literally, and how they're like best friends growing up. It's just too much. It, it, it will interfere interfere with the business sense. And and just it seems extra. Yeah, I agree. It seems like too extra at this point for the. Uh, sorry, too extra at this part. Now he might have slapped a couple times, but you know what I mean, by slapped you mean having sex. Yeah, that's what you guys call it. <laughs> okay, all right. Are you ready for question number three? Sure. All right, so number three. Why did it take so long to burn out Angela's conflict of interest? What's going on here? Meaning? Um, so if you remember, uh, uh, Angela showed up at the apartment when they did the OD search. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which a whole bunch of people was not feeling because it was like, this bitch is really feeling herself. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Straight violation. Yeah. But even before that, she was a part of the whole process of him getting booked when he was in the jail. And then yeah. she, had, he, she, had to be to, she had to be told, hey, go ahead. I got this about the right. other guy. So, like, at that point in time, like, as you said, I, I don't understand because the conflict of interest is very much there. Like, you, it's, I feel like it's kind of known that you used to have dealings with this guy. Enough people knew, like enough people, the right people knew, right. to the point where, why are you in this man's house taking part in the search? Right. Because she could have easily been like, yo, I want to see like what they got going on. And that's exactly what's the reason why she went. That's exactly the reason, exactly. So so what 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 was that? It wasn't until um they were at the station yep. and the new lawyer walked in. Mr. Chen? Uh, no, Mr. Mack. John Mack. No, his name is Chen. His name is John you Mack. You know his name is Chen. So you say he's like, yo, this is Lawyer Chen. I never said a Lawyer Chen before, yo. Yo, uh, side note, that was on purpose, I believe. Mr. Chen? Yeah, because I think that, um, Mr. Mack, because I think that the writers of this show understand representation. They clearly understand representation. So to put a uh, an Asian lawyer on, on this show, Chen, just... No, not Chen. Just being a lawyer, not playing something that's stereotypical, was dope as fuck. I thought that was dope. Representation, you know, that shit matters, and that shit was what's up. Um, Which mean meaning that that person would be completely neutral? No, I mean like they would. They would. You ever seen Aziz uh, 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 show on Netflix where he's always like, "Yo, when they hire a, a, a fucking Indian guy to be inside of a, a movie or a show, it's always doing some Indian fucking stereotypical bullshit." Okay. Or when they hire a black person, it's always in like a servant role. Okay. This show is filled with black characters in primary roles. So she or whoever just hired an Asian guy in a primary role. 
what I'm okay. saying? He's like now a high-powered lawyer there. Okay. On some I regular dope shit. But all right. I, as soon as I saw him on screen, that's the first thing I thought. Um, that's all you thought? You didn't think about nothing else? No, I didn't. What What else would they have been to think of? No, nothing. Uh, Rose, I'm having technical difficulty. Oh, that's not surprising. <laughs> Yo. All right, hold on here. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, but um, it, it kind of was weird, you know what I'm saying, the fact that she got so far into, like, being able to go into the house and being able to still be a part of this case when she was fucking fucking the fucking defendant. Yeah, I don't, yo, son, I'm very, very lost on that. And it's like, it goes back to last season how they had Angela go back to Ghost's apartment and dust the fucking window for, for Prince. When there that was wasn't just, Ghost's apartment, that was Knox's apartment. I mean, Knox's apartment. When there was just a billion cops there doing their job and they didn't dust the window for Prince? All right. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, again, with letting her go into the apartment, I think they obviously did it on purpose to rile the audience up. Because right. the audience is like, I want to punch her in the face. Right. And then later on, they're like, yo, you're not going to be on the case. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so, so speaking of this new lawyer, here's question number four. Was the argument that the new lawyer, his name is John Mack. Yes. Rose. Chin. Uh, was the argument that the new lawyer making, I mean, I'm sorry, was the argument that the new lawyer made Strong enough to deny Ghost's bail. Um, I did, that was kind of confusing to me because I feel like in the beginning of the argument, um, the judge was you know kind of siding with with uh, Ghost and his lawyer. I thought that was fake. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, okay, well, yeah, maybe you know he could get the the um, home monitoring thing and everything like that, the house arrest. But then I don't remember Chin saying anything that was that crazy for them for for. For the judge to now be like, nah, you can't go. Like at the end of the day, it was correct. He he's a to the, to the eyes of the law, he's an upstanding citizen. He has never done anything. He's had no counts of doing anything violent. He is a well well made guy. You know what I'm saying? As far as his career, he doesn't seem like a threat to society. Like and the evidence was pretty shaky. So what? And I think I felt like the 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 things that was said initially were really strong, and that's why she was considering letting him go. But you, all of you, a sudden. You think the evidence is shaky? Um, from what they said, from from what his argument was, you know, what I'm saying the things that he said that it would that would that would apply to the court of law, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it that, seemed like it was pretty accurate. Well, to me, the thing that 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 gave him that swing because the judge was leaning towards ghosts, which was unbelievable to me. But the thing that gave him the swing, I think, is when he reemphasized the fact that yo, he he broke into somebody's fucking crib, a federal agent. Embodied him. He's nobody yeah, safe that's, on the that's street. He, that's he say, she say. That's like it's not a fact at that point in time. He's still he's still well. You got evidence of a trial. Yeah, because they said that what was evidence they said they that he had. The, they got the fingerprints on the window and they got the DNA on his fingernails. And that was the kind of like I I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about with the DNA on his fingernails. Me either. It made no sense. Now I had to go back into the previous episode from the last season to see what they were actually talking about and it made sense once I realized what they were talking about. The reason that they were talking about DNA under the fingernails, at first I thought they were talking about DNA under James St. Patrick's fingernails, ghost fingernails. That's the DNA they was talking about. No, what? no, I thought they were talking about... That, see, that's, yeah. that's my first mistake that I thought they were talking about ghosts, but they weren't. They were talking about Knox. And when I when I went back and watched the, the last episode of last season, the time when he stopped him... Mm-hmm. And they pulled him over. Pulled him over, and they was talking that interaction, that exchange, they talking, talking that about stick talk. It was a stick talk, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, I think it was stick talk. They they was there talking. Like, you know what I'm saying. Going back and forth, saying you know what's gonna happen. Da da da. Yeah. 
if you if you remember, he when he pulled them over, he basically fricks fricked them. Frisked. <laughs> Him. He freaking seen him, yeah. Yeah, he freaking <laughs> seen him. No homo. You know what I'm saying? And when he did that, he he put his no homo. This whole situation, but he put his head down. Like I remember that. And at that point in time, when he grabbed his head, I want to say he probably he got some hair follicles in his in his nails. That's where the DNA. And that's had to where come the DNA from. came from. Yeah. Mm. That's the only place the DNA could have came from. I remember the fricks when he fricks them when yeah, he pulled he, them over. He freaking seen him, yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah, because I was sitting there the whole time like, what are you talking about? This man has fucking ghost's DNA under his fingernails. Right. Like, why would he have that? But then I, I right, well, makes sense. Yeah, it comes from comes from his hair. Um, all right. So it's yo. I want to answer that question and say that I think what he said was strong enough, and he shouldn't have had to go that hard. You're talking to a man who's accused of killing a fucking federal agent. You're gonna give him house arrest? Get the fuck out of here. I, that's not even like real to me. I know anything can happen in court. Like niggas giving a dog one point two million dollars because the the fucking cop shot him, but that's a story for another day. You know what I'm saying? Um, question number five, yo. What angle is the show trying to pursue by introducing the lawyer's personal life? What was that about, yo? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm definitely confused about that as well. I think not only that part though, they're definitely giving the lawyer a lot more light. Mm-hmm. Even the part part where um Chin came and they you could say you could John see. Mack. Yeah, uh, lawyer Chen, that you can see that they both know each other and they both don't really like each other for whatever reasons. Probably one's right. a prosecutor, the other one's a defense defense lawyer, and um, they just like a little bit of the background, like saying like, yo, that's what he's known for. He's known for getting people off normal that are criminals. Right. So like, knowing that part, I mean, we kind of knew that already, but it's like. He has an extensive history of doing that. Well, there, there's a according to the prosecution, right. There's a there's a reason that the writers are doing that on screen. They're obviously talking to us. Right. And then also now you you go and find out that his ex wife or girlfriend or whatever she is is a is an addict that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, is heavily addicted to whatever cause as for what it looked like while watching the show. Right. And then there he has a daughter with that person who looks like when she was there, she was just frantic and not wanting to be there either. And then she he's driving with the little daughter. Talking about stick talk business mm-hmm. and making sure the daughter doesn't hear what he's saying. It's just like a lot. Like it's a lot being introduced with him that he's been in. The, he's been in the show for the last two seasons. While all of a sudden we're getting all this information about him. Well, let me let me let me. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to answer that. Okay, so I think that this show does a good job of developing their characters, right? Right. And they're they're developing him. They're making him more than just a lawyer. I don't know right now what the play is, but there's no way they just threw that in there for no reason. Had John Mack come up and say, yo, that's who you always be defending. And um, we knew from the beginning that he's one of those kind of lawyers. You know what I'm saying? It's just to to have it reinforced by John Mack and to um, uh, have Angela, who was there, like, yeah, agreeing with him. You know what I'm saying? Saying that's what's up. But the the part of the, the wife and the daughter, the only thing I got out of that is that, yo, this guy is, like, really good at being a lawyer and got all the advice in the world to tell ghosts about how you need to stop fucking with Angela and you need to be careful about this, need to be careful about that. But he obviously he used to do coke. Right. He used to do coke. You because think- that's what Shorty said. Okay. You're the one who introduced me to the fucking, um, I think it was coke. Yeah, I think so. You know so. what I'm saying? 
Like you introduced me to it, and she called him high and mighty, which meant that he used to obviously do it, but he got off of it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So he 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 has a shaky background, which is not unbelievable because not he, unbelievable yeah, at all for what he he does for his profession. Right. So he understand. It's to probably make him understand people are flawed. I don't fucking know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm okay with it's it. It's an interesting story to see how it develops. I'm way okay with it. Yo, number six. You ready for number six? Yep. How long is Dre, we all know Dre, going to be able to play both sides of the field, yo? Like, what's really good with this guy? Mm, I don't know. I'm Again, go back to the other question that we had. Like, it's just surprising to me that Tommy allowed him to hit him with the okie doke and say that bullshit-ass but- reasoning. But you keep saying that, but is Tommy really allowing him? Like Tommy's just... Oh, maybe he's rope with dope with him. Maybe. I would re- I would go way more with that than say, yo, like Tommy's sitting there like a fucking idiot and believing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not. But now, here, here's the thing. How long is he going to last? They might kill this guy. You know what I'm saying? Because he is in a situation where you're playing both sides of the field, but you can't do that. I can understand like where you're like, you have actually picked a side, right? And you you're loyal to that side, and then you go front for the other side, right? I understand that way more because you gotta have you gotta have a back, you gotta have a team. Like you have a daughter, my G. But it doesn't seem that way. It seems like he really is trying to stay both sides of the fence. But because he, I think he enjoys being on the side of ghosts. Yeah. But he feels like he has to be on the side of Kanan because that's fair. He's yeah. scared of t- uh, of Kanan, right? You know? Right. You know and, and afraid of what he can do. Yeah, because he, he came home one day and right. he's there standing with his fucking daughter in his right. arms. Right. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, he used to talk to Ghost and Ghost may be Mr. Dirty trying to get out of the streets, but he used to tell him like, yo, my G, like, yo, fuck all that bullshit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And so I think you Kanan hit him hard when he fucking went up in his crib and was there with his daughter. Right. Which should let him know like, yo, you wildin'. You know what I'm saying? But if he, if he was supposed to pick a side... What side do you think he should pick? Should he be loyal to Kanan or should he be loyal to fucking Tommy? Um, I think he should be loyal to, uh, well, not Tommy, but the situation, the ghost side of the things. Ghost side of because, it, right. you know, I think he, ultimately that's where he wants to be and that's where he wants to become. I don't think he, I don't think he wanted to do that, do that at first because he didn't really understand. But right. as he's, you know, come along and and been in this in this on the side of ghosts and seeing a couple things and seeing how things can work out and seeing that there is a better way of doing things than just being in the streets. Mm-hmm. I think that's where he wants to be. I just don't I don't I don't get why when he has the opportunity to tell Tommy the truth, he don't just fucking tell Tommy the truth. Like why does he keep G in it? I mean as you said he's fair. He's afraid of Kenan. So All right. yo, um number seven, yo. Is it in Tasha's best interest to continue to hold Ghost down? I mean what else is she gonna do? Leave him. And do and do what become what? A fucking hairdresser? Yeah. So she's going to leave her fucking three print five million dollar uh, fucking penthouse in the middle of the city where her... Yo, you know what's another question? What? What the fuck happened to the third child? I just... Yo, I I, I could have swore there was another... Wasn't that baby? Yes. Okay, I thought so. They wrote the baby out of the fucking script, yo. I knew there was a baby because she her mother used to be there in the beginning, right? Taking care of that no, baby. Right. And I and, thought so. And I thought they had a nanny at one time. But I, I don't think know it about nanny. It was the moms. Yeah, you're right. But but Tasha's mom used to be there yeah, giving all that she shit. Almost, for she almost swallowed ghosts. the ring, and she almost like choked on the ring. Yo, they wrote out the story, yo. Yeah, like where is she at now? How do you know. write out a fucking infant? You don't. You just don't bring it up no more. Like like you just let her disappear. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But um, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know what Tasha could go do, but yo, what? Don't give me this shit about yo fucking. She's trying to hold down her kids. She's doing what's right for her kids. Do kids, 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 kids. If you're gonna do what's right for your kids, then get the fuck away from ghosts. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's only about what's right for the kids. It's also what's right for her in her mind. Like she's what? not. Give she's not going back to the fucking beauty salon in fucking Queensbridge, bro. It's not happening in yeah. Jamaica. I've been. I leave. I leave not not Queensbridge. I think it's Jamaica. They all from. But anyway. Well, your friend is doing just fine with her life. Who is legit? But she's not doing Tasha fine. You think she wants to with all the headache that comes along with that? Oh, absolutely. She wants money, but not with that headache. Look no, at what's she, going on. She she doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She she would take fucking Tasha's life in a heartbeat. Yo, with all the headaches and everything that's going on. Did you see the fear in her eye when she was complaining to Tommy about not wanting to leave that basement because she's like, "Yo, yeah. the fucking cops are gonna come questioning, fucking." Yes, uh, and she still would do it in a heartbeat. Nah, nah. Tasha, Tasha needs to chill. She's wilding, yo. Like I don't, I don't see, I don't see how what she's doing makes sense for her, yo. Or uh, I can see how it makes sense in her head, but she needs to chill out, yo. Well, that's a weak, yo. She ain't gonna do nothing different. She been doing that for whole fucking life, well, not whole life, but majority of her life. She she can't live a regular life in her mind. So, no, it's yeah, and it's in her mind, of, she's still gonna. She feels like Ghost is always gonna come back to her, and they're gonna live a happy ever after life. Well, that's her stupidity because you remember yeah. the story of how they met, right? Yes, and that's not. So she's not gonna change. <laughs> You're right, especially when that bread is involved now, and how she's used to living a certain type of lifestyle. Yeah, but and again, and what bread? The bread that he drained out of fucking the yeah, account. The, the bread is gone. The but bread that he went day, and bought she, a necklace for shorty. But she still knows that you know. At the end of the day, he gonna make it back. Or she's a part of the life that she knows that money's still running. Like you think Tommy's gonna let them suffer? Right. She she know that. We'll see, yo. See how this whole shit play out. Um, number eight, Rose. Is Tariq becoming the son Kanan never had? Um, I do kind of see like some type of bond that's being formed with Kanan. Like it's like Kanan's getting the soft side, kinda. Since last season. And I mean, it's really kind of not surprising because it's kind of like the reverse of what happened with his son and Ghost. So in in Kenan's mind, it could be a little bit of like bitter revenge, bittersweet revenge kind of that, you know, now he gets to father his child. But also, just from a regular guy point of view, you missed out on all your son's younger years where he actually was Tariq's age. Right. And, you know, you could teach him like, yo, stand strong. You know, hold your head up. You don't talk to police. You don't snitch. You don't do this. You don't. You 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 move this way. You know what I mean? Like, basically bringing the bringing a young person up. He missed out on all that when it came to his other when it came to his real son. So yeah. I, I could see that he's starting to form a bond. Also, remember his son wasn't like Tariq. You know what I'm saying? Like when Tariq went through the situation where he faked, um, he got him fake set up with the cops, his mm-hmm. his people's. And he got, and he, they questioned him, and he never said anything. Like his son would have sang like a like a canary, like a canary, and how his son was like super soft for ghosts. And Kanan didn't like that because Kanan tells himself that he knows the real ghost, right? And he loves telling that story to fucking Tariq. Like I know the real ghost, and I'm telling you, your pops is a fraud, right? Like when his when Ghost got locked up, and he went to Tariq, and he said, "Yo, um, whatever they telling him that, whatever they saying that he did, he did that shit." Right, right. <laughs> Like, yo, what kind of shit is that? You know right. what I'm saying? But he he loves being able to, quote, expose ghosts. And then also, to Tariq. his son was really just a soft guy. He was a regular dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to be Tariq out there. Tariq is, 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 is feeding for that type of 
street life. He want that. You know that's what I'm saying? Life. Like he he want to show that he's loyal. He want to run like packs, and he want right. to like have somebody who's real. He says his family's fake, and right. he thinks Kanan is real. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. He likes sipping lean now. You know? Apparently, um, Sprite. <laughs> number nine, yo. How long is Ghost gonna stay in jail? I don't know, man. That evidence they got against him is pretty strong, man. It's strong. You know what I'm saying? DNA and the fingernails, the fact that the, the, the fact of the fingerprint being in dude's apartment is the is the one that's the killer. Not necessarily the, the DNA, because that could have happened any, I mean, it's it can't necessarily happen like any way, but there's ways that, that might have happened and that doesn't show or prove that he was actually in that man's apartment. Well, yeah. it proves that he was in that man's apartment at some point in time is the fingerprint that's on the window. Well, see, you just pointed out that um, John Mack... Uh, no, no, no. You just pointed out that last season, Greg pulled him over. That's where he got a DNA from. Remember that Angela and John Mack had the conversation where he said, yo, you said he pulled him over? Okay, but... Is it on record? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that could be some foreshadowing saying that when Ghost try to bring that up, like, yo, wait a minute. He pulled me over. That's right. probably why I got a DNA, but then it's going to be like, yo, but Greg didn't record that shit. Right, right. So that might be another thing that he might use to try and get out and it doesn't help. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, so it might be some foreshadowing there. So um, as far as how long he's going to stay in there, I don't think it's going to last that long. I think we're going to see a few episodes of him in jail and then they're going to pull him out because... This season might not even be... It's not about jail. It's not like when Avon went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Where he stood behind the scenes and then Stringer was the main thing. It's not going to be like Tommy's out here being the main thing and fucking Ghost is going to be in jail. I think Ghost is going to be in jail for a while, though. Why? Because of the evidence? I I think not only that, it's going to build a whole nother, like, element to the show. Just like, kind of like how first first season... You know, when Power first came out, it was built... Upon the fact that this was 50 show and he was going to be a big part of it. Remember the first yeah. season, 50 wasn't even, you didn't even see 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know what I mean? Yeah. So then, and then he eventually became a part of the, a big part of the show. I think that this is going to be uh, Ghost's time to kind of like have his own situations going on in jail while things are going out on on the street, on the street, excuse me, and seeing how that plays, how all that plays into each other. But I still think that if Ghost comes home, you could build a really good story off of that. You can, and I, eventually he will come home, but I think it's going to be a while. I think a lot of things are going to go down in jail first. Yeah, and for, judging from the previews, it looked like there's going to be a couple fights. You know what I'm saying? So he can't keep up that that image that the lawyer told him to keep yeah, up. Yeah, being squeaky clean, James St. Patrick. Um, shout to Charlie Murphy, Charlie Murphy, rest in peace. You saw they already started with beating the shit out of him and um, yep. what you call it? Like, yo, you resistant. Right. <laughs> you ain't even say nothing. Fucking... Um, so I don't think it's going to be that long. A couple of episodes, they're probably going to speed through that, get him home, and then start a new um, thing. But if they keep him in there, I, they, you can still have a good show, I think, Yeah, I, like you I just think, said. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could carry the show because there's other storylines that's been a part of the story for the whole, since the beginning of the show. Agreed, agreed. Um, last question, yo. What's that? What did you think of the episode overall, Playboy? Um, I think there was some loopholes. I think there were certain things that was questionable. Um, like what? Certain things, some of the things that we just discussed, but um, I think overall it's gonna get better. I think it was just a preview to what's to come, and you know, hopefully, most you know, most most good, good series, the uh, fourth season is really a good season. So, I'm hoping that I don't think it's gonna be as good as the last season, though. I would say, 
But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's still pretty good. I would say this was a triumphant return for the for the series. Oh, you think triumphant? I thought, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I thought they packed a whole lot of information into that hour. I thought um, when they, even though I didn't like they wrapped up the Tariq and and um, uh, uh, Keisha storylines mad quick, that still meant that, yo, that's out of the way. You know what I'm saying? So if they were showing us all those previews and we see on the red carpet and all that stuff and they got rid of that storyline in the first season, there's a whole bunch of shit that's about to start Well, the happening. thing about the Keisha one is that that been thrown away from the jump. No one is even thinking. I wasn't even thinking about Keisha. Me either. You're right. So, yeah. So, I think it was a really, really good return. I don't... You know how you could have all the pressure in the world and like, you got to do your thing. You got to perform. I think it was a great episode. I think that, like I said, they packed mad information into it. The only scene that seemed kind of unnecessary was the new lawyer talking to that one dude, telling him about when you, you're not, you're going to stay in here. And I, I think that's going to come back. Yeah, it'll probably play some role. The the the, the criminal might be part of the series now. Who knows? Right. Um, but other than that, I didn't feel it was a wasted minute. I felt, yo, I just felt, it was a really good return, I think, for for season four when the pressure's on and all your seasons before this has been good and you got to, like, introduce storylines and tie up storylines and all this other shit. Yo, really good scene? Because I like good actors. Mm-hmm. Angela, right before she dropped the wine, when she walked in, took off her shoes, sat on the counter, and you could see in her face all the shit that was fucking, shit was dope. How yo. much longer you think she's going to be able to... Go against Jamie. Knowing Angela, not that long because she's so conflicted. She was fucking with Greg, who wasn't really fucking with her. He was only fucking with her because he was trying to find out some information. He's dead. She was fucking with ghosts. All our friends are dead? All our friends are dead. Okay. All our friends are dead. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. Fucking ghost is... Not with her, but it doesn't matter that he's in jail or with Tasha. It's just he's not with her anymore. Right. She's all out here in these streets by her lonesome. Yep. So looking stupid because everybody told her. Not looking to do stupid. It. You know what I'm saying? That even the woman at the the the, the station that worked with her, the mm-hmm. older woman in the game. Mm-hmm. She just there's a lot of shit going on in her head right now. She I think every time she was on screen, they showed her looking beat down, like yo man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because what does she have? I don't know what she got. So. I don't think she's gonna be able to hold out that much longer. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm saying part uh, the second the second show of the of season four is just as fucking thrilling. Yeah, that preview looked dope, y'all. All right, yo, fucking uh, good looks on riding with us. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get this episode, go to emaradio.com/slash/power. Um, you'll see all the episodes there. Um, and we're gonna release this as close as we possibly can to right after the episode comes out. We can't really lock down a day right now. I don't think we can lock down a day right now, right? So as long as the episode is, has aired for the show, expect this to come out shortly after. And uh, like I said, go to emaradio.com slash power. Go to emaradio.com for all things excuse my ad lib. Um, uh, follow me on social media, uh, EMA underscore therm. I'll be live tweeting now and shit. That's my shit. Um, I'll be on Instagram. You know what I mean? Rose, where you be? In the streets. What about social media? Yo, did you did you hear that that or that fire that that uh, at the end of the show that Fifty was spitting? Be no homo. That shit was whack. Yeah, it was. I'm t- I'm tired of him debuting his music on me. Yeah, pause. So anyway, fucking, uh, yeah, yo, emarated.com, yeah, scholar. <laughs>